inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good morning. Good morning. Today is first day of fall. Yes, it is. First episode of the fall. And and I love the fall, so. I like the fall. I'm happy. I just don't, uh, I don't know, I really like the, ni- the nice weather, so we had a really nice weekend. Well, yeah, yeah you're still in shorts and a t-shirt, right? Yeah, so. I've been made fun of for that. Sometimes it takes me a long time to make that switch <laughs> back to long pants. Um, and I can't wait, so fascinating discussion here yeah look well we we took off a week last week um as soon as we hit our one year of episodes yeah it's almost like we got one year in we got to take a (laughs) we get a week off it's not like not a bad thing i don't think um it just happens sometimes yeah while the new school year here is kind of revving up we yeah we we didn't really miss well we missed a couple shows in july but we were here most of the summer Mm -hmm. so it was Nice to take take a week off, just get a, have a bit of a refresh, get get refreshed and get all ready to be back on the air today. Yeah, so you they, you are listening to Outlook, and uh, Brian and I are not students at Western. We are um, just a brother and sister radio show here. Um, yeah, we've been doing it. Like we said two weeks ago, we celebrated our one year anniversary. So this is our first episode. Well, I guess that last one could have been considered, but anyway, it's our, it's our second year doing the show, the beginning of the second year, and yeah, we're but very excited to be back, and there's a lot of students here, so this can kind of tie into our theme of traveling when you can't see. There's a couple mm. a couple things. Well, for one, we weren't here last week. One of the reasons, uh, one of the few reasons, but uh, being that Carrie um, was, unable, was unable to get a ride from Woodstock to London. Normally, our, our parents, one of our parents um, gives Carrie a ride. Um, she doesn't live here in London, but uh, they were working last Monday, so she wasn't able to get a ride in. I guess I should move here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, your options would be to move here, or so you could take transit well, like I do, or take a cab or an Uber, or I can do the show from my home studio, like someone. No, you don't have a home studio. Am I? Um, <laughs> no. But you could, uh, you know, you could take the you could take the bus here from Woodstock if you ever had to. You have to mm. We had to do a show on Monday and you didn't get the ride. But just one of the challenges we face being blind, obviously, we can't drive. I mean, there, there are people out there who are sighted who don't drive for yeah. various reasons. Um, so it's so easy for us to say, well, they could drive if they wanted to. But yeah, not yeah. everyone. Some people just don't like the idea of driving or just don't have them, don't want to, can't afford a car or, you know, there's so many reasons. But in general, yeah, it's, it's a disadvantage um, in that way, which... It is a disappointment, but what do yeah. you do? So it's just it's just the way it is. One one thing thing to think about, and again, these electric cars and stuff are <laughs> are in development, and they keep talking about it. I think I think eventually they they will be a thing. One day I so. want to be able to drive do a road trip driving across Canada solo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't want to go with anyone. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thought. I just had this image in my head last night of me doing a cross country road trip in some future. Um, self-driving car. <laughs> you just program <laughs> in all the hotels you've kind of booked and where they are, and it'll just take you to them. Yeah, well, I guess they did actually have some um, some test ones at the NFB convention this past year in the states. 
Um, yeah, it, would, be, it would feel like I'm in, I mean, if maybe I'm sure it feels like a car still, but I would feel like I'm in some sort of spaceship. <laughs> the idea that I could hop in and push a few buttons and just and it go. just takes you to where you need to go. It's, no it's scary. It's like the idea of would you see if you could. Like it's a, it's almost a scary thought. Well, that's why it's taking so long for these things <laughs> to, to come into commercial use because they are they are so there's so many factors and this is safety yeah, and this, development this, and so cost and that's why it takes so long. They're not gonna they're not gonna release this out to the general public until it's totally tested and you know that could take twenty thirty years or whatever. But I think I don't know. I feel like in our lifetimes it will happen. That's mm. my that's my opinion. Yeah, but anyway, going back to the travel theme, the other the other thing that maybe came up a bit on our previous shows um, since the students came back is traveling is, is a little different now on campus compared to the summer when there is more students here. It was just us and the bird in the atrium there <laughs> for a while. Yeah, you see, I love that that the Western um, newspaper put out an article about that bird. He's living up in the atrium there, and yeah, we shared it on our <laughs> Facebook. I don't, I don't know if uh, I didn't hear the bird there today. Did you? No. Maybe they, they caught might him. They have caught him or got him out of here, but <laughs> that was always interesting when we came in. Um, but I mentioned actually at the end of one of my music shows about the crowds here, which in some ways I kind of like it because, I don't know, it, it depends It depends on my mood. Some days it yeah. can get annoying, but, you know, I went to Fanshawe College, so I was there for three years and navigating through crowds and crowds of students and people. And when I do it here too, some like I, I also like the peacefulness of the summer where it's dead, but it's also kind of, fun I've had a lot of practice traveling in groups of people and it's kind of interesting just mm-hmm. hearing all the different people talking and and uh, it's a bit of a challenge which I, I sort of like um, I don't know if Carrie feels the same way uh, it stresses me out I, I I wish it didn't so that's why I gotta just keep facing it <laughs> not hide out in my house and stay away from all crowds yeah because it's it's a good lesson in the key the key for being blind for me with a crowd is to walk slow, don't don't be rushing <laughs> when you're in a big crowd of people, and then also to we have our we have our white canes, but try not to extend it as far as you might if you're out on the street and it's more of a a big open sidewalk with just a few people passing by. There, you can have your cane out further and tapping it away. But if you're in a in a big crowd, I try to keep it closer to my body when I move it back and forth so that I'm not, you know, hitting people in front of yeah, me. Yeah, it's or, like we don't want to be parting the Red Sea here. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not like coming through, get out of the way. <laughs> but you know, it's. So it's it's if you go a bit slower, then it's just or it's a little a easier, and it's yeah, you sort of blend in a bit more, and it's not as uh, so. And then the final thing today that's tied into our traveling is mm-hmm. actually finding the station when we came up here. We no, normally I don't have an issue. I've done this done this <laughs> like I don't know over a hundred times now. Yeah. Um, but today, Carrie and I were talking a bit, and and you got s- cocky. You're like, I don't need to tap my cane. I walk. Just by looking a little bit of sight, that vision that I see, the walls, I can tell where the walls are. But if you do the turn, if you go left versus right at one spot, then it takes you down the other way. Yeah, if anyone's been to um, the station here at Western in, in the UCC on the second floor, they'll know that it's kind of hidden back um, down a winding hallway. It's a bit of a maze down there. So yeah, it, it is easy to get lost, and I've, I've done it enough. I feel like if I stick to the right and I keep sort of turning to the right as the hall bends to the right, then I, then I always find it. Um, and then another thing, so if the door is closed to the station, that can also be an issue, yeah, not being able to see. Yeah, we can kind of hear the music at the end. You can of hear the, the music maybe coming from tunnel. the station or whatever, yeah. Um, whereas when the door is closed, you don't always hear that, but that's that's just part of things I wouldn't... Yeah, you, you can't control that anyway. Doors are going to be closed or yeah. going to be open. What are you going to do? 
Yeah, so it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. It's just. <laughs> but it I make jokes funny. that I distract you. When you're by yourself, it's fine. But I, when I'm here, I throw you off. Well, that's another common thing is um, when we had a bit of that experience even more when we went to conventions for mm-hmm. this for the CFB or NFB where there was crowds of blind people traveling together. Um, but even two of us, when I travel on my own, you know, I can sort of if I if I make a wrong turn or something, it's easier for me to sort of mm-hmm. wander Back around, or they call it structural discovery, where you sort of. Discover your whole the area around you, and Look if, for if, clues if you make a wrong turn, you still you learn from that, and you realize, oh, this is when I feel this these bricks under my feet, or when I when I find this wall, or when I find this, I know I've gone here, and then I can backtrack. And but whereas when you have another blind person with you, especially if you're not holding on to each other, you're kind of just following each other, it can get a little more tricky. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot so of like just to just with. the simple niceness of being able to walk somewhere with somebody it's a little harder because you can't see where that person exactly is so you don't if you walk right at them you keep, you'll, you'll hit them with your cane or right so we don't we try not to but we want to talk sometimes when we're walking so sometimes a interesting dynamic <laughs> yeah so we got got a bit of travel talk on the show which we always like to talk travel about. talk travel talk here on segment on outlook <laughs> um yeah so yeah, so what else has happened the last couple happening? of weeks? Last week, I was kind of stressed. <laughs> so I, I needed that t- week off, I guess. I was I was up to other stuff. Um, a bit of a roller coaster week, actually, for some reason. I don't know. The beginning was kind of rough, and the end kind of got better. <laughs> um, I had a pre- preliminary phone chat with a reporter slash journalist from the Washington Post. Um, I don't really have much to say on this right now, but it was still... It was a good thing. They're they're looking to do a story on traveling with disability, whether it's uh, in a wheelchair or oh, visually so this ties in travel as well. It does, yeah. So um, it was a good connection to make, and we had a nice conversation. And uh, so not to not to discuss it too much because it hasn't actually happened fully yeah, yet. I don't want to get my hopes up. But well, like how did how did this connection come about about this person writing putting together this story? So on Facebook, I'm in some secret female writing groups. Secret. I can't really say much about that either. Well, Carrie's full of mystery today. <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard Devil Inside uh, by uh, In Excess on the way. October always makes me feel like I want to be badass or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, it's just uh, on Facebook there are these groups you can join. I mean, obviously people are probably familiar with that. Um, groups for all sorts of things. Yeah, if you hadn't heard of it, there's a service out there called Facebook. <laughs> I've heard of that, but I mean, <laughs> I have they heard of the groups option? Um, so anyway, I'm in a, I'm in some for writing, and it's sort of it's all only women allowed just because of the, of the disadvantage for so many years in publishing and 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 writing in the writing world with male kind of domination of the whole thing. <laughs> we sort of feel like we need a place where we can help each other out. Um, and I was just in there, and and that's where all my writing opportunities have come from. Um, editors go are in there and they're looking for writers for certain things so this lady just happened to post about that and I think I'm probably I could be one of I could be the only blind woman in that group those groups there are people with disabilities in there but I think I might be the only blind one so then that, that narrowed it down right she was looking for somebody and she went to a specific place to find somebody and I was there uh, otherwise it would have been hard to connect with her and you know getting your your writing in the Washington Post isn't easy normally you have to pitch them with a story idea and they have to like it and work with you so this is just a, a good accident that came across my desk <laughs> um, and it's not going to be 
if anything does come of it, it won't be till the new year. So she's just okay. making connections. Wanted to speak to somebody who is blind, who has traveled, who loves travel. Um, so we had, so we, she asked me some questions, but we just had, a, in general, we had a good discussion just about, um, you know, sometimes people make comments, well, oh, I wouldn't want to, w- it would suck to travel without sight. I couldn't see this sight or this thing or this, you know, world wonder. <laughs> but, um, so stuff like that, different little things. We had a nice conversation. So that was the end of my week. Um, the beginning of my week, I came across something that I wasn't very happy with. Uh, so September is, um, I don't know, national, international um, disability employment awareness week. So it's a bit of a mouthful. Wait, September is a week? It's a month. Yeah, sorry. Come it's on, the, get it straight. Yeah, it's the month. <laughs> um, so it's a, basically a month just to highlight. Bring awareness. Yeah. And Brian, you've been back at that a little bit again here in September, the job hunt, and you know it's not you know super easy. Depressing. Depressing. Okay, well there's another word for it. Yeah, and it's hard. Um, some blind people are working happily, of course, like anyone else, but um, a lot of people do struggle. Um, so I read a lot of articles, <laughs> and I came across one in a publication called Psychology Today. So I'm naming them because. Yeah, I've heard, of, I don't You've know if I've just seen that on your page, maybe, that yeah. you shared, but I think they're quite well known, right? Well, you're into psychology. I didn't know if you might have heard yeah, of them. Yeah, I think I, I have I like actually. I'm sure I've read stuff so I, on their website in the past. I could, like as a writer, I could, as a freelance writer, I, I could try and submit there. Um, and I thought about it in the past, but I wasn't sure what I'd write about. But now I'm not sure I ever want to. Because if this slipped by their editors or if this was okay with the editors and this writer, well, I'm not, uh, <laughs> Um and then it gets into the whole thing about how worked up should you get about these things? What can you do? All right, let's hear it and then... Um, but yeah, so it was an article about um, fooling employers, how, how job seekers fool, or they use the word deceive employers. So most of his article, he was talking about other things, um, sort of just sort of, you know, grandstanding on your resume and things. Um, but then he came to this paragraph near the end of the article. So most people you might not well, even bother. Yeah, anyone who has Facebook, like me, yeah, you for example, skip, you skim. knows that I, I often don't even read articles, yeah. which I, gotta, I want to try doing more. But I'll see the headlines and I'll be like, oh, this happened. But then you don't even know yeah. anything about it, really. No. And you can't um, go by the headline because people, no, people really do can't. that all the time. That's definitely not good journalism there. But, but. So, you, so I don't know if you did read this then, but I ended up writing a whole blog post on my blog last Tuesday or whatever it was, um, talking about some of the issues that I'm dealing with right now as far as accessibility. So this is um, the paragraph he, he wrote here and tell me what you think. The antidotes to job seeker deception presented here re- uh, reduce but don't eliminate employers' risk of getting snookered. <laughs> snookered? It's a weird writer, apparently. For example, I've had clients, this guy's a job client, uh, job kind of guy. Job kind of guy? <laughs> the, you know, the, what efficient. do they call that? Like a job coach. Okay. I've had clients with a disability who withheld that information knowing there now are laws in li- in that limit the interviewer's ability to ask about them and then as soon as hired they disclose the disability because now they are protected by the Americans with Disabilities Act so this is obviously an American right. article American perspective but why is he using blind p- or people with disabilities in this way he is calling us deceivers. As someone who's looking for a job right now and finding it kind of depressing, what do you think about that? Well, I don't know. This is 
Was that was that the full paragraph or did he say more? That was the full paragraph where he talked about disability. Okay. That was his final example in his article. And the article I put in my blog post too. But um, I have a I have a little bit of a question about that. Okay. It being that we've this has sort of been discussed before, the idea of Oh yeah. When you're gonna get an interview for something, do you do you disclose that you have it? I mean, blindness, once you go in somewhere, people can see right away generally that you're blind. Yep. But this isn't even he didn't say did he say he didn't say blindness. He just no, said disability. disability. That's why this is a complicated issue because someone with a in, with an invisible disability, um, you know, epilepsy or depression or um, you know autism or something, it's easier to get in there and and keep the disability part hidden until it kind of has to come out or you know you you bring it up. But when you're blind, you can you cannot mention that on the application and the resume and in, on a phone interview interview even. But after that, when you see them in person, they will notice. It's, you know, people make that comment to some people. You don't look blind. <laughs> I don't know, you know, how true that is for most people. But in general, you couldn't walk in with an, to an interview um, and they wouldn't notice, I don't think. So we have a bit of a different situation than someone with a different disability. Um, obviously, someone in a wheelchair or someone with a white cane or a guide dog, you know? I don't know. I just, I, I don't think it's necessarily good to, like, well, they're going to notice it anyway once you come in, but to hi- you don't want to necessarily hide that you have something. You don't, but I'm. But tell me how many employers will not give a job to a person with a disability because it's too much work. Let's let's get them to admit it. Yeah, tough luck with that. But do you think that doesn't exist? No, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it's also to me. Maybe I'm taking the op- like a devil's advocate type side or something. Like I'm not. This isn't even my real opinion I'm just trying to look at it from other ways if you're if you're not honest with someone about something then then they're like oh this person's not very yeah. from the get-go no I get it's it it's not but, a great sign but they're not honest because they're afraid it's like when you're on a date same thing do you tell them something about yourself that is is important you know if you end up in a relationship with the person sometimes you you wait and don't say it because you're afraid it'll ruin something that's going really well it could well, the, be fine the whole point it, it must be fine but the whole point still being that it is it is law, even though these laws are still kind of they're not as as official or as enforced as they as they could be or should be, um, and that's why some of these discrimination cases come about. Mm-hmm. It, there are these there are these laws to, to protect where you're not supposed to um, like base hiring someone based on things like that because you, that's discrimination. If if the person is qualified yeah. to do the job. And there's a few, say there's a few issues with the company not being accessible. Yeah. That's the company's responsibility. Yeah, you would a, hope that everybody's I mean, up front. The only, the only differences might be, and not to say this is excusable, but some, some small companies that are more private that only have, have a very limited budget, that's where things can get a little trickier. But then mm-hmm. sometimes those ones might be easier to approach than the bigger ones that have the big budget, but they're yep. a little bit more, there's they so have many these people, accessibility which I experienced in the past, in place, applying but. for banks and stuff like that, where there's so many they lead you to one person and then you get transferred to someone else and someone else that it's it it gets lost in the mix. So, no, good job for playing devil's advocate. My point is that we should focus on the fact that it is good to be honest and upfront. I don't argue that. I'm just I'm just not sure that this writer should have thrown us into the mix in the end of his article like this. It just... Well, he didn't even really, like... I, writer... I, honestly, uh, I only kind of saw the... Job employers who read employers who read that. What are they going to think about? But I only kind of saw people? the beginning of... I didn't really... Like, he didn't even give an example, really. No? No, he just said, for example, someone he could see cl- He has clients with disabilities, and they've done that. 
Yeah, but maybe he sh- what if he gave an example of something or I don't know, just didn't yeah. seem very Well, that's the thing. I just think it was badly I was it was badly used. It was it's just people with disabilities where just we we like to get out there and deceive the employers. It's like it's not that simple. It's a, it, that's why we have to talk about these issues because it is more complicated and it like I said, it's hard to prove sometimes you know why you didn't get a call back from that interview was it because they thought you'd be too much trouble and they don't understand how you can do the job and you, like we've ta- I've talked about with other people it is in a way our job to make very clear come to the interview with ways that we can do the things so anytime they ask you a question well how would that work you can quickly say it, it would work like this and if you know you notice it if they keep coming up with excuses and how well how would that work well what if that happened right other times they might be impressed like wow you did your research i didn't know that accessibility tool existed um you know i'd like i'd love to work with you and they'll give you a chance you could build a great rapport with someone but i don't know i just i thought it was just in bad taste for the writer to do that (laughs) well that's the thing with the internet and i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. maybe you know a bit more about psychology today i don't know how is that like a... Because, you know, there's so many websites where articles get posted that aren't really legit and don't have... But no. I know this one is a bit more of Yeah, this more was a series. A, so he did... A, his first one he did um, would have been what every employee must do. Um, that mo- It's called the article that, that most do not do. Um, so he did a series. So first he did it from the employee's expect, uh, perspective. Like, I, and I didn't read that article. Maybe I should have, I guess to see his other side of things you know how do I don't know what he said about employers being deceptive maybe he mentioned the ways they discriminate against people with disabilities in that article um, yeah t- psychology today is a pretty big psychology publication in the US um, I, I don't know I just thought it was it's not going to help we, we need to open a dialogue with empl- employers and businesses and companies and people with disabilities it's all over the news these days. It's, you know, there's articles always coming out how people with disabilities work hard and, you know, they're very reliable and they make great employees. But in reality, the employers, some of them are, eh. And uh, again, we, Carrie and I are, are a little different sometimes in, in our ways. Like I, I, <laughs> I see where she, I, I totally see where she's coming from, but I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too forgiving of people or I'm too, mm-hmm. but I also look at it as like, there's so many different people out there. Like this is like there's an example of this guy who seems sort of cl- close-minded and maybe isn't as open open to these things. But there are other employers. Like when I when I did my short um, little stint this year at the Grand Theater here in London, mm-hmm. they were very accommodating. They didn't oh, yeah. even bring up anything about. I was the one at the end of the interview who was like, "Well, how about this software? What if it's not yeah. accessible?" And they're like, "Well, we'll look into that. And if it's not, we'll." We'll find someone to read the the, the information for you while you're on making the calls, and yep. I mean that's not a solution to having it accessible, but at least they were accommodating. Whereas yeah, they didn't know is, all the answers, and they weren't able to help. Sort of in the end, you didn't. It didn't go far enough. You didn't. You didn't yeah, get I didn't actually get hired on for the full time thing, which in this case I believe didn't have anything to do with my blindness. Mm-hmm. It was just because of um, that they already had other people who were more qualified. But yeah, there's so many situations, and I just think there's so many different people out there that. A lot of it comes down to, which is unfortunate, and hopefully this changes, that these laws become more effective and employers just can't get away with it at all. But mm-hmm. generally, it has to do with the person. Some people are just better people. They're they're more in tune and like Accepting. empathetic or whatever you want to call it, whereas others are a little more um, set in their ways. And it's just, I think it 
kind of goes case to case basis, but not to not to say that this is this is right or yeah. I agree with it. But. Well, I'm not really into slamming writers and art and you know publications. I, I I've read Psychology Today for a long time. It's just I don't know. I thought it was in poor taste, and then, so I'm editing the I'm co-editing the um, Blind Canadian, which is the magazine for the Canadian Federation of the Blind right now. The art, the uh, issue is coming out uh, next month, I believe, and so we're focusing heavily on on employment because of the convention that we had in in Vancouver, employment empowerment, and so I've been editing articles. So one of them was a, a girl who works for um, Canada Revenue Agency. Um, one lady works at a group home, which is not done. Most people who are blind would find working in a group home extremely difficult. But again, that that all comes but down to it's her personality. That yeah, that's just it. It's like yeah, it, it, it it's like anything. There are certain challenges that go along with the disability being blind that, or more so, accommodations that you work around. And if you work for um, RCA or CRA, <laughs> RCA, CRA, then that's a government job, and they will provide you with things. See, it's certain certain positions will pay for you know adaptive equipment, no problem. Others are like, oh. But yeah, it's good that we're putting out this issue and I, these articles have been very interesting and I think it gives people something to think about um, when they, these, these people describe their job, job positions and what they're up to. Um, so that issue comes out next month, so I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, once that Blind Canadian comes out, we should, we should do a show or a couple shows on that, maybe cover some of the stories um, that are in it and just promote it. Yeah, one of our stories is about the uh, employment empowerment or <laughs> employment mastermind group we've started with the Canadian Federation of the Blind just because we want to be able to talk about these things and we'd like to get employers in on it so we can have a dialogue all of us and people can learn from each other and um so there's an article about that so yeah it's an interesting issue there's some guide dog things we could bring up um next month is disability awareness month and stuff so it's always a month wait i thought this month was disability awareness month this is employment oh <laughs> employment <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think that's I, I I get the point where they have you love the months. certain months for things, but I think it's just this is just ongoing every day, every month. It but, is. It's um, people who who deal with it day to day will be like, yeah, what makes you think I don't deal with this? I'll yeah, another but month I know it's it uh, it does help to have some awareness certain times. Of it's year just giving me a, a framework for what what we talk about on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, it helps for our show I, content. I don't as well. go you know by the book always, but anyway. So there we go. All right. Well, we're, we're back. pretty much wrapping things up here now, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything we want to wrap up with. We got down to like our last minute here. Well, I think we're pretty much done. Or so. Yeah, it always seems to fly by this this half hour. So we will be back next week. We're on Twitter at OutlookCFB. Facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western. And email Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com. If you're interested in ever being on the show, if you if you, if you are blind or if you <clears throat> if you worked with blind people or you have you know any any sort of disability that you would like to discuss here on our show we'd be happy to talk to you and see if uh, it would be a good fit for the show so feel free to reach out anytime and uh be back next week goodbye september yeah i guess we got one more episode cuz next monday will be the 30th mm-hmm. so one more episode of september coming up and who knows what will happen in this next week we'll see yeah i'm sure there'll be a lot of in the more news, articles and issues coming up so <laughs> Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Have a good week. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.